Hi friends, this is Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver, and I'm your host, Sandra Peoples. To us, self-care isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. We're abiding caregivers who want to take better care of ourselves so we're able to care for our loved ones who rely on us. This is episode 36, and we're going to answer some questions you're struggling with right now. How do we plan for a season unlike any we have ever lived before? How do we set up routines and rhythms when we don't know what could happen tomorrow? How do I get the most important things done each day, and how do I decide what those things are? And how do I make sure my needs are getting met as I meet the needs of everyone else around me? The truth is, we don't know what's going to happen this school year. It's going to look different for each one of us, but there are principles we can apply and a plan we can create to help. That's what we're going to do during our time together today. First, let me share something exciting happening in September. I am releasing a new book. In partnership with Million Praying Moms, we're releasing Everyday Prayers for the Special Needs Mom. I'll tell you more about it at the end of our time together today. Okay, let's jump into today's important topic. I asked my friends in the Abiding Caregiver Facebook group when school was starting for them, and the range was pretty wide, (laughs) from early August to mid-September. Our school is starting this week and next week, and it's going to look pretty different for us. Uh, Mondays especially are going to be busy with trips to two nearby towns for David's co-op and for James's therapy. In fact, that's why this episode is releasing late in the day on Monday, because I wanted to live through today before I talked about it with you. It's going to take me a couple of weeks in this new rhythm to decide what routines will work best for us. So my goal is to pay attention and ask a couple big questions over the next couple of weeks, and then the first week of September be ready to create a new ideal week plan. We talked about creating an ideal week plan back in episode seven, but the plan that worked for us pre-COVID probably needs some adjustments or even a complete overhaul. The good news is one of the downloads available to Patreon supporters for September is an ideal week grid. You can join me that first week of September or whenever it works for you to lay out what your ideal week would look like. But before we're ready for that step, we need to observe and pay attention. We can't make a plan when we don't know what we're planning for. But if we take a couple of weeks to feel it out, we'll be able to make a more effective plan moving forward. As we pay attention to how we feel and what we get done in the next couple weeks, we can ask ourselves some questions. I'm going to share those questions with you and then answer them myself. Number one, the first question to ask, what's working right now that I want to keep up in the next season? We can all find at least a couple positives from the spring and the summer. Did you enjoy having breakfast together? Did you get in the habit of walking the dog more often? Did you try new recipes that should make it into the regular rotation? If you've already started school, what's working about that routine? Pay attention to what feels right about what's happening right now. Number two, ask what isn't working. (laughs) Think not only of your family members' needs, but also your own needs. What areas or situations need new solutions? Do you need to make changes around the house so cyber or homeschooling is easier? Did you get out of the habit of cleaning because people weren't coming over anymore (laughs) and that was your usual trigger for cleaning the house so you need a new cleaning routine? 
Is social media overwhelming to you and you want to make a plan for phone-free weekends? These are the questions to pay attention to over the next couple weeks and jot down anything that isn't working. Number three, what habits do I need to create? Friends, we've talked about how challenging this transition will be because making decisions feels harder. In episode 26 on the decision fatigue we'll face as we adjust to life after the pandemic, we hit on being overwhelmed by the options that will be available to us again. The key to protecting yourself from decision fatigue is making fewer decisions, and that's possible when we create helpful habits. The easiest way to form a new habit is to create good habit triggers. We talked about that in episode 8, but I'm sure, like me, you are out of your routine to the point that you need to establish new triggers. You don't have to rely on motivation or the perfect scenario to happen when you set up habit triggers you can rely on, and that will keep you from decision fatigue. Okay, so I'm going to answer these three questions now, and then we're going to hit on one more important question that we need to ask in this new season. So number one, what's working right now that I want to keep up in the new season? Uh, We have made some positive changes to what we eat, specifically decreasing the number of times we eat out. Uh, That's something that I want to take into the the new season with me. We've paid more attention to our budget as we align it with our priorities and not just our whims. Uh, James has a psychiatrist that we like, and he is doing well on his medicine. I have a therapist I like, and I would like to keep seeing her. I've made some positive social media changes that have been helpful to decrease my screen time and they've helped me enjoy my feeds more. One of the goals at the beginning of all this was to connect with a friend each and every day, and according to my Streaks app that I've been using to to keep track of this, I'm on day 121 of meeting that goal. So I'd like to keep that up in the new season. Number two, what isn't working? (laughs) Uh, My office space wasn't working since I shared it with David and his Xbox. Uh, We already changed up that room to make it work better. Uh, Mondays aren't working yet. Today, our first one was, well, it was challenging. (laughs) I thought I could hang out at the library between dropping David off and picking up James, but the library said that I couldn't sit down anywhere. Um, They're not open to people yet. Uh, Dinner was a challenge because Lee and David will be working out at their boxing gym from 5 to 6, but James will want to swim when we get home from 4 to 5. That doesn't leave me any time to do planning for dinner or any prep work, so I'll need to have a good plan ahead of time and do some prep work in the morning. As we move through this week and next week, I'll pay attention to even more things that may not be working. And by the beginning of September, I should have a good idea of our rhythms. All right, the third question that we're asking, what habits do I need to create? And how can I set myself up for success when I create those habits? I for sure would like to get back in the meal planning routine. That will help me keep up with our goal to eat out less. I have a weekly meal plan printable that's been a huge help since it released for Patreon supporters last month. I also need to adjust my laundry routine. My trigger has been uh, James running out of bathing suits (laughs) to wear. I know when he runs out of bathing suits, it's time for me to do laundry again. Uh, because sometimes he goes over to the pool like three times a day. Um, so I've had to do loads more than once a week. But 
When the new school year starts, he'll be swimming less, so hopefully I can get back to a laundry day. That's what I like, all of the laundry done in one day. I also want to pay attention to a habit I want to create for my own self-care. Since I'll be homeschooling David, I won't have any time alone on most days, and that's an important part of my (laughs) self-care. So I'll need to find some time in the week to make that happen. As the weather cools off, I also want to walk more in the evenings. I was doing that in the mornings after I dropped off James at therapy. That was my trigger that I had set up. But now Lee takes him each morning so that I can get David started on his schoolwork. And so I'll need to develop a new habit and new habit triggers to make that happen each day. It kind of sounds like a lot to manage, but the best thing about creating an ideal week is that the work is done. I'll make the best decision about how to spend each hour of each day and then work to make that happen. I can tweak it for sure, but hopefully if I pay attention in the next couple of weeks before I write out the ideal week plan, it will work well for us. Okay, so now there's one more big question to ask for this new season. How can I prepare for big changes to our new routine? I know that March feels like forever ago, but in episode 15, we talked about how caregiving families can prepare for emergencies and epidemics. I even created a checklist for caregiving families preparing for the coronavirus, and it still has some helpful advice. But what you may need to prepare for at this stage is different. I think there are two big situations to prepare for. First, what would you do if you or another family member tested positive and had to isolate? And second, what would you do if school closed down for a short or long period of time? The next question, based on your answers to those questions, is to ask what you can do now that would help life go easier if either of those scenarios happened. The answers to those questions are going to be different for each one of us, but they are worth thinking through. I've had friends who have had to isolate while either waiting for test results or because they did test positive. And even just today, we've heard about colleges making changes because so many on their campuses are testing positive. So, I mean, really, no matter what our opinions are about the spread of the coronavirus and the test, we will have to work within the decisions that the school districts make. And since we don't know how many weeks we'll get of whatever education plan we've chosen before it changes, we need to plan ahead because we know what worked and what didn't work for our families back in March. Friends, (laughs) I know it's hard to move forward with so many what ifs and maybes, but you know who's already really good at that? We are, caregivers are. We've built up our resiliency muscles, and as we abide in Christ, we'll be able to face whatever comes tomorrow. And if we ask ourselves the questions I've shared in this episode, tomorrow will be easier no matter what happens. Join me in prayer now as we wrap up our time together. God, 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, You are not a God of confusion, but of peace. We ask for your peace as we adjust to a new season. We ask for your wisdom as we create new routines and rhythms. And we ask for your strength as we align our decisions to your will for us. Thank you for caring about the details of our lives and using those details to make us more like Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Okay, as promised, I have an exciting resource to tell you about today. It's a new book I've written that will be released by the Million Praying Moms team. If you are parenting a child with special needs, learning disabilities, or mental health challenges, you'll want to check out Everyday Prayers for the Special Needs Mom. In Everyday Prayers for the Special Needs Mom, you'll spend 20 days in prayer with me as I share scriptures that have a message especially for moms like us, guide you through a prayer based on each passage, and encourage reflection through helpful questions. No matter what age your children are or what diagnosis they have, the truth of scripture can speak to your situation. Visit millionprayingmoms.com slash the circle to learn more or visit the show notes at sandrapeoples.com slash the podcast for the link and you'll get to see the book cover. It will be available as a standalone book, both digitally and as a paperback in the next couple of weeks. Thanks again for joining me today. I hope to meet you back here next Monday. In the coming weeks, I'll have an interview with Jillian Marchinko about mental health and a chat with my husband, Lee. These are two conversations I know you'll enjoy. Remember, apart from Christ, we can do nothing, but with Him, we have everything we need as we live out our calling as abiding caregivers.